Troy Galloway is a construction manager and consultant, commercial and residential builder, and a certified inspector for all commercial and residential buildings. And now, here is About the House with Troy Galloway. Hello, folks. Welcome back to About the House. This is your audio university on everything you could ever possibly want to know or need to know about your home. What's so awesome about this is that you not only get to listen to it this time, but you could go back and review it over and over again through either our podcast system or you can listen to us through YouTube. Uh, we also, you can check us out on our Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, so these are shows are out there forever and ever. And there is so much information that you really literally got to listen to it several times over to catch all the information. And like I said, this is an audio university of everything about your home. And we have touched base on everything from insulation to windows to real estate to home investing to mortgages and insurance, even, oh, a great one that we I really loved. And I want to sing, I'll throw it out there, happy birthday to Matt Nagel. Uh, he just had a birthday yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how old he is, uh, but uh, he started to have a little bit of uh, snow on the roof. Poor old Matt. But anyway, he talked about, he's our attorney, and he talked about uh, on one of our shows about contracts. So, I mean, we're a wide range of everything you could ever possibly want to know about your home. And, and I really do enjoy to, giving these shows, you know, I do the research and I was talking about that on the last show. We do, I do the research on it before I come in as a construction nerd. I just eat it up like candy, but I also just, I, I, when I do these, I do the research and then I get an opportunity to visit with you folks. Then literally I get to, it, it becomes more knowledge that I get. So I even listen to my own shows over and research because I actually, I got usually my notes, my stack of notes here is more than I can actually get for the show. So if you ever have any questions on whatever I give a show on and you want more knowledge on it, Hey, reach out to us. You can either get us a hold of us or, at, well, hey, let me tell you who I am first, right? I'm, my name's Troy Galloway. I'm the owner of Galloway Building Services. I am your humble host. We are a construction inspection company. We do also inspect for new homes, whether you're buying or selling a home. Uh, you want to make sure you're getting what you paid for. You they give us a call. We also help people, like I say, construction inspections. We also do construction expert witnessing. Really tickled to be bragging about this here today with you folks, but we're certified expert witnessing company in the state of Missouri. Uh, we're also getting our certification on Illinois. Pretty excited about this too. We've had this certification for this year. We are literally licensed for the state of Missouri real estate board as one of their schools of education. So we are well known in this Missouri and in the Midwest, uh, but this show just don't go through Missouri in the Midwest. I know people are listening to this show, uh, California. I got friends and family live and uh, that listens to this show and passes this show out to other real estate agents and stuff at Florida, New York. So we're, we're spreading out. And I want you to take a moment, if you would please, and share this show with other folks that you know that love the construction issues. Hey, the construction nerds like me, you share it with others. Uh, people love it. So thank you for that. Our motto of our company, that we make sure the job is being done right, you're getting what you paid for, and you're not getting ripped off. 
you know, so give us a call. I'm going to give you both phone numbers. I'll give you the office number and I'm going to give you my cell phone number. Cell phone number, just kind of keep that amongst us that actually listen to the show because I don't want to, you know, it's my personal cell phone, but call the office. But either one, if you listen to this show, I am here for you. So office number 636-394-3112. And my personal cell phone number is 314-520-6655. You can also check us out on our webpage at Galloway Building Services. And like I said, you can catch us on any social media site. And as social media is continually to uh, expand into Parlor, into MeWe, we're going to be moving into them areas also. I just, things are advancing so fast out there in social media, it's hard to keep up with all of them. But we're on all of them out there, as many as we can, and we're growing right along with the world. But anyway, folks, let me move right into the show, because this is a big show here. Actually, it's going to be probably done in two parts. We're going to try to get it done in two parts. We're going to try not to drag it out into three, but we're going to, two parts. And, and you think, well, how could, it's on exterior siding, and you say, well, what in the world can you be talking about two different shows wow there is just a ton of different types of exterior siding and it's really important just as important as the roof is your siding why is it important well it for one it keeps the elements out of your home it's the longevity of your home it's like wearing clothes on your body you know if you don't want to get you know body damaged or hurt you know a good siding uh, exterior clad material is exactly what you want to make sure you're getting. And there's a wide range of things out there. We got your traditional items that we've had where we're going to talk about, and then we got some of more non-traditional things that are coming. I'm not going to get into it on this show, but we even got today, which I'm going to do some more research on it before we talk about, a marijuana-based material. Now, don't be thinking that you're going to be taking this stuff off the house and smoking it. I don't think that's what it's about, but it's literally a hemp type material that they're now using. And I'm hearing some great things about it, uh, but we'll talk more about that in another show when I have a little bit more time to do some research on that. But we're going to talk about some of the more traditional ones in this particular show. And then we'll move over to some of the more newer materials. When I say, I'm at the age of when I say newer, the last 50 years, <laughs> the last 50 years or more or less. But let's go start on some of our more traditional ones. And that's brick. Now, brick, that's an old one. We've been using brick for a long time. And brick has literally changed as far as our application, the styles of brick out there, uh, the different systems out there. We got a brick, your traditional brick, and then we got a brick veneer. And we'll talk about the difference between the two. But basically, a brick veneer is it's a non-structural material. And it's most it's what we mostly use now uh, instead of full brick homes or buildings. The old buildings that we had in our older cities were full brick masonry homes, but not all of them was full brick. So what do I mean by that? Not full brick, but masonry homes. A lot of our older homes that we see, they got brick on the outside, they got brick on the inside, and they got a clay tile type material on the inside sandwiched between uh, the two brick walls. And why we liked that is for one, it was quicker. 
that was an advantage to it, yes, but also because it actually added an insulation value to our home. So that was a really a, an added benefit that was not known at the time when we was started actually doing these brick systems on our buildings. Uh, we thought at the time, or actually they thought at the time, that it was just a cheaper material to hurry up and uh, throw our brick up, get our exterior walls built a little faster. What's really cool about it is that we do have that. We also have some other types of brick we're going to get into uh, in some other shows, like concrete blocks and such. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, some of the brick, some of the benefits of a solid brick. Now, a solid brick, including with the clay tile, is the longevity. We have homes and buildings out there well over a hundred years old. As long as you keep them tuck pointed, keep them sealed, take care of, which we'll talk about a little bit as we go along, is that they will last forever. Now, one thing I have seen that I think that's a little bit of a disclaimer uh, that between brick is they say they're hurricane proof, tornado proof. Well, they may be hurricane proof. Uh, but tornado, they're better than most material. They literally, next to a solid concrete wall, the solid brick, it's tough. But I have seen in real life a two by four blown right through the side of a brick. So I don't know. I mean, they're going to be good for brick, but uh, they're not tornado proof. But they are a heck of a lot better than anything stick built. Resilient. Well, brick construction doesn't require any wood. So you don't have to worry about any kind of termites or even decay. So when we have a full masonry home, we're not now we're not getting into termites too much here because we've had another show on insects. But they have to literally crawl up the wall inside your house to get up into the roof area, and uh, that that can happen. But you know that doesn't happen very often. So we do consider them being to more of a termite insect proof home. Uh, so bugs and stuff won't get into them. They're low maintenance, meaning that they last a good long time. Now, some, uh, some of the drawbacks of a solid brick home is that they are a solid material, but brick isn't a good insulator. But that's why when we put a solid masonry home, if we put in that clay tile in between, that kind of helps us out a little bit. And uh, now, one thing I do like about a full masonry home Maybe it's also a drawback, but it does have as a heat bank, uh, energy bank. It holds the heat. So when we are using it, which we're going to talk about in some future shows about green energy, if you can have this big energy mass of brick, it will hold that for you and then just release it as, the hour, as it cools down. So it's a great system to use for that. It does cost a heck of a lot of money. It's a lot more than your brick veneer or any other, you know, some of our other types of material out there. But uh, it is a great sound insulator. Might not be a great energy insulator because it does release it back into the home, which is good if you use it right. But it's a great sound insulator. So if you're in an area that has a lot of, you know, like along highways or trains, things like that, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, it, it works great for that. So think about that. Now, we also have a brick veneer. Brick veneer or facade is a what we normally were putting on most of our newer homes and our newer buildings today. Uh, what that does is actually it's a... It doesn't take, it, the home is actually stick built or metal built. 
the studs and whatnot. And then this is just your foundation extends out just enough to hold the brick. And it's like a siding uh, material when used in that application. I do really like it. It does save a lot of money. And uh, there is different types of brick veneer. We have our traditional, what I call traditional brick veneer. And that's where your mason comes out and he lays one course of brick at a time on the front of your home. Now, we won't, we're not going to get into applications or anything like that. If you want to learn more about masonry or brick, or any of this, I want you to go check out our show. We had a great company up here, St. Louis Brick and Tuck Pointing, uh, and, and to give them folks a call. Man, uh, they are a great company. You can listen to a past radio show or up our podcast with them on there, and uh, they kind of get into a little bit. And we're going to have them come back on and uh, do some more, uh, you know, shows with us. But anyway, top-notch company. They talk a lot about the different type systems out there. So we're not going to get into that. And besides, I'm not, unless I'm doing the inspection, that's not what we're here for. We want to educate the folks on the different types of systems out there to choose from. Now, you got your traditional, what I call it more of a traditional veneer, but you also got your brick veneer panels. They come in sections. You can get, I would say they're more of a do-it-yourselfer kind of a system. Uh, They're easy to apply. They you can buy them literally at Home Depot, Menards, Lowe's. You know your kind of your traditional cart or lumberyards places, uh, shops, stores, building departments, um, and and they go up fast. Like I said, they're more of a do-it-yourselfer system. Though you, I would recommend that if you're not handy. If you're not pretty good at this kind of stuff, you might want to still get a a real brick mason or stone mason to put them up. There's another thing too. There is a difference between a brick mason and a stone mason. A stone mason is a little bit, in my opinion, is a higher skilled trade. It takes a little bit. It takes a lot more knowledge to do stone than it does brick. Brick is kind of one brick after another, and you keep it level, plumb, yada yada. But stone, it's a more of a, it's a decorative kind of a system. We'll talk a little bit about stone here when we go along. But uh, some of the uh, disadvantages of brick is that uh, you know it does cost more than wood, and it uh, are your fiber cement boards. And we'll talk more about our wood fiber cement, which is and vinyl, which is great stuff. Also, uh, mortar, the mortar can crack. Uh, when we have our brick veneer and you do see a lot of that, you know, where it's starting to crack, but you'll see that also on your full masonry, but not as much as you do. Um, you'll see more of tuck pointing issues than you do the cracking of a veneer and what causes your cracking? Well, depends on the soils that you're sitting on vibrations, like from earthquakes or tremors or heavy traffic areas that causes it. You know, it also is a moisture retention and climates are heavy rainfall, and that causes that to be a problem. Now, a lot of times on our brick homes, brick veneer homes, where you'll see it stair-stepping down, cracking, stair-stepping down, and that's normally caused from a roof leak, uh, you know, or a window leak or something, and that getting in behind it. Now, on our brick veneer, it's very important at the base of our uh, brick, you'll see areas that... Sometimes we use a rope system, and that's to let the moisture out 
Also, you'll see where there's gaps at the bottom of our brick. It looks like that Mason forgot to put that grout mortar into that. No, he didn't. Actually, that's how it's supposed to be. You want to get some moisture, you know, uh, at least that moisture out of your home. Now, on a brick veneer home, what I want to really share with you is, uh, which we didn't, we're not talking about in these particular shows, but you want to make sure that you do have a good moisture retardant barrier between your brick and your wood or your steel. Because that brick is a porous material, kind of spongy material, and it will absorb moisture and it can cause you issues and problems big issues and problems such as the cracking but more importantly uh mold and mildew can get behind there <laughs> and you want to have them we call them weep holes at the bottom of your masonry i literally have seen some of our custom builders in our town and our area here literally bury them and put landscaping up over our weep holes folks this is wrong. I don't care what your contractor tells you. This is just wrong. It's got to breathe. I don't care what kind of moisture retardant material you put behind it. You got to have it breathable. Okay. And you also want to make sure that on top of your brick that you have some sort of shield flashing type materials that's secured. So it gets that water away from the house. A lot of times what we'll have is brick. Uh, wainscoting or a, a brick goes up underneath to soffit and you got to make sure that water doesn't get behind there so it's very important for this we do have uh, systems that are put on uh, that holds this brick brick ties we i call them that holds that brick veneer to the house so it doesn't fall but if you get moisture back in there and you get some moisture issues and i have seen this We've offered several times uh, in different programs where we do an infrared to see infrared testing to see if you got moisture behind the walls where these ties literally will rust. And if lit, I, I'm not kidding you. I have seen where these walls literally, brick walls literally fall off away from the house, right on homes that are 10 to 12 years. We got one builder in this area that has a bad reputation for not doing that. And uh, not keeping that water tight, and he, we have a lot of problem with him. Uh, well, that with that conglomerate or that corporation now, uh, that, that that brick falls off. As a matter of fact, it's it's so bad that people, everybody in the area knows about him. But that is some of the things that you want to make sure. Now, some of the disadvantages we talk about, we, we talk about solid masonry, we talk about brick veneer, and uh, so there's advantages and disadvantages to both. We you know. Uh, solid masonry can't you know they do say that it can withstand earthquakes and strong winds and more and it is fire resistant and that's great now like i said you know uh, it, sometimes you know tornadoes uh, it's resistant it doesn't absolutely make it so it doesn't happen but you know it does take some strong winds it's pretty stout stuff well as solid masonry now and uh, it's really great stuff but it is porous but something I do see on our older homes in the city where we got a full brick home, full masonry home. Well, we'll take the plaster off the inside of our home and we'll just have that raw brick look really, really cool. It really looks nice. But 
if indeed you don't seal that wall with a brick sealant, what will happen is, is that moisture wick through the outside into the inside. If you got any kind of curtains or pictures or anything, you can actually cause yourself uh, well, you can ruin your pictures, ruin your curtains. You could even have, if you don't get to it, you can even have, you know, it can even have mold kind of growing up on it. Uh, so, you know, these are some things to think about. Uh, so just put a sealant on the outside or uh, inside your wall. An old brick mason told me back when I was a young buck, when I first started out here in the business, he told me he recommended, which I really do believe on stone and brick, that you want to make sure that you have uh, you seal that brick on the outside too. Uh, you just you know it's kind of like concrete sealer. There's a brick sealer, a stone sealer. I tell everybody the same thing. If you seal the outside of your home, just you can spray this stuff on. You can roller it on. You can spray it on. It's real easy to apply. You will not have to hire the tuck pointer. Now I grant you, St. Louis brick and tuck pointer. My good friends are probably not going to want to hear that. Uh, but they'll tell you the same thing. It really does help a tremendous amount. And tuck pointing is not cheap. So anything we could do to help ourselves out, that's well worth the time. Now, so that's kind of the disadvantages and advantages of both. And brick veneer, we talked about that. It can be, it's cheaper because, you know, it's being put on. It's not a full brick. It doesn't take as much labor. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sturdy, but does crack. So these are some of the things to look at and think about when you're doing that. All right, so let's kind of move on to some of the other ones. Stone, we got a stone veneer, which again, just like our brick veneer, it goes on the outside and it stills, it's not supporting, it's non-structural and it can be put on and uh, to the outside. We have uh, different types of stone. We have what we have, a cultured stone and we have real stone. Either one can be a brick veneer a home and normally that's what we use now we don't see a lot of ancient old stone buildings which really expensive that my friends will take your tornadoes or whatever that is indestructible i i, I mean maybe it isn't indestructible maybe a bomb will blow it up but my stars you know even if we see some of the old photos of war areas, you know, during World War II and stuff, what buildings were still pretty much standing intact or after the fires, it was our stone buildings, uh, our old ancient cathedrals, our old ancient churches uh, that are hundreds and hundreds of years old, they're all stone, but they're cost prohibitive. We just don't make a lot of them anymore. So we do the stone veneer. Oh, they are just absolutely gorgeous. In my opinion, Stone is a richer look, this is my opinion, but stone is richer looking than brick. It is more expensive to put on. And uh, there is, like I say, you can do inside, outside with our veneer. Um, I did my fireplace. I built a big, beautiful stone fireplace in my home. And I put in a brick veneer, but I use cultured stone. Now, cultured stone, that's a man-made material. It's not real stone, but you couldn't tell. You, you can't tell it's man-made. It's easy to use. It's a great do-it-yourself for home product. Uh, it works as a great heat bank. I recommend that when we do put stone up, I'd like to see it on a, not so much on, 
Now, this is me. You know, some are Masons who are more professional in applications than me. They'll they'll say that you could put it on other types of uh, substrates. But I like seeing it on a substrate, especially on your fireplace. I used steel studs. I used a cement board. And then I used, uh, put this right over top of that. Now, if you're going to put your stone, regular stone or stone veneer, uh, whether it cultured or just cut stone, you want to put that onto your exterior. Then there is like lath work that you could put and that'll, you know, they put over your wood type material, your sheathing and such, and that'll adhere to your stone and hold your stone up. So there's ways of doing it, but it does get more costly. Um, and as, uh, so you got natural, which is made from real stone and you got stone veneer. These are both great products, uh, that are out there. Stone veneer can last up to, you know, I, I, they say up to 50 years. Uh, I don't know is stone veneer, you know, I know real stone go hold for a long, long time. It's easy to put up our, our cultured stone on the exterior. It's not been around that many years meaning that i don't know i'm not going to go out on my i'm an old carpenter old building engineer so i'm not going to reach my neck out and say it's going to last for 50 plus years but right now we've not seen any problems with it we've been using it for almost 50 years so it's a great product and i really i know i i used it so i i I really must love it uh so but also does stone veneer add value to your home well yeah sure does uh, it adds value because of the curb appeal and because of its durability. So it does add value to your home. You also see a lot of times we'll use stone to accent our brick on the corners and such. And there's different names for it. So we're not going to get into the different verbiage of different parts of the country. But it really does make the home stand out, look richer. And it is, it's really sharp. Is it waterproof, stone veneer waterproof? Well, it isn't necessarily waterproof because then you know uh, by itself, but if was using the proper materials behind it, like we talked about brick, uh, like a special builder's paper uh, or different types of house wrap that you know designed for that. Yes, it is. Now we need to do a whole show just on house wrapping in the future. So we're not going to do that here today because there's a lot to that that we don't have really time for. But I do want to think about you. Do you do want to think about having a quality material behind all of your sidings, not just brick or stone? Um, so one of the questions I get asked is, can I put brick veneer or stone veneer over top of drywall? Well, I like I said, I like to see cement board put up there. But yes, if it's done correctly. With the right types of material, you can put it over drywall. So, yes, you can. But if you're doing it from new, try to just go back with a cement board and put it over top of that. Uh, That's my opinion. Uh, Once again, my opinion. What's better for you to use, Uh, especially on fireplaces and things like that. Now, what I like about it on my, once again, I'm going to digress back to my fireplace. I like it because it's a great heat bank. It holds my energy. So whenever my fire goes out or if my fire goes low in the the evening, I still got all of that heat built up in there. And also whenever we, my home's also solar energy, passive solar heated and that stone, I use it as an energy bank. So all that sunlight coming through there, that stone is absorbing that heat 
so my home don't overheat. And then it just slowly releases it. And it, oh, man, folks, this is great stuff. So we want to talk about uh, EFIS. And that, what is EFIS? E-F-I-S siding. Now, it's an artificial stucco. And we see a lot of that now. It kind of got, it's one time it was super popular. And then it kind of got a bad rap. We're going to talk about a little bit of the bad rap that it kind of got onto it. But what is it? It's called an EFIS. It's called an exterior insulation finishing system. And so it's a system of foam board. Uh, then they put other materials over top of it. They got different words for scratch board, whatnot they put on. And then they put that on. And really, I love it. And we see a lot of it. Now, it's, it is a little bit more expensive. And it's an artificial stucco. But it, what it does is it actually utilizes a natural, it's got insulation material where stucco doesn't, it doesn't crack like stucco. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, actually, in my opinion, it's even better than stucco. And uh, so, that, that's, and also it does have a sound insulation ability for it. So if you're on areas that kind of like our stone and our brick, it also has, it does help retard any kind of exterior sound. So if you're in high sound areas, this is a great area, a great thing to use. But what happened was, is there, at one time, EFAS was really popular in uh, the late 70s, 80s, into the 90s. But then we started getting a lot of problems with it. And it really wasn't the product that was the problem. It was the actual application of people not knowing how to install it properly. And a lot of our inspectors out there that do not have uh, building engineering uh, abilities or they're not builders, they don't really know. They just, you know, what they're looking at. So you might get a bad inspection of a home inspection because the guys just don't know uh, how it's supposed to be applied. If it's done right, it's great stuff. If it's done wrong, it's horrible. It's a nightmare. Why is it a nightmare? Because of the moisture that gets in behind it. We literally have seen walls rot out, exterior walls, the stud frames rotting out, the metal studs rusting away. We've seen mold and mildew. And what it is, is it's not releasing the moisture out behind it properly. And we don't have the proper weep holes for it to let the water, any kind of moisture that can get in behind it. And it's trapped because it is such a great water repellent material. If it holds the water that gets caught between it from getting out of it too. But I believe you know, 60 Minutes even had a great program on the horrors of EFAS. Well, I don't know. You know, that was then. Don't be scared of it now. Just make sure that the company that you hire is a well-established company, somebody that knows what they're doing. Make sure that they actually have the skill of taking care of it and installing it. You can get this stuff, man. You can get this in multiple colors. Uh, you could get it different types of textures, you know, depending on the skill level of your applicators. Uh, don't be afraid of it. Use it. It's great stuff. I really do love it. And like I say, it's an artificial stucco. So we're going to move over to stucco a little bit here and hit stucco because stucco happens to be a product that's been around for a long time. And as a child, I grew up in a no stucco home. 
And uh, so what a stucco is that basically it's a siding material and it's made of Portland cement, sand, lime, and water. And usually it goes over a, a metal lav. Actually, it's something that you can do yourself. I don't know that I'd recommend it on large scale uh, of a whole home. It is labor intensive, but it really is pretty cool. It looks really great. Uh, and it lasts, you know, stucco lasts up to 50 years or more. But it does it require a little bit of maintenance out there to make sure it lasts. You know, what stucco happens to has, it, it, it's, it's kind of inexpensive. The materials are inexpensive. That's why it's kind of used as a do-it-yourselfer material. But stucco does have a tendency to crack. Uh, you'll see some stucco walls that, because it is a, like a skin that's laid over top of this. And so you do have some vibrational areas. It'll have that problem. And if we get moisture in behind it, we have a little bit of that pro we have that problem. So that is an issue. And it, it does need, you know, some, it does need maintenance a little bit more maintenance than some of our other sightings out there. So that's kind of some of the disadvantages with it. But you can get stucco with about any color you want. And like I said, it's been used for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a heck of a lot more expensive than your basic vinyl siding, but it, it it's a lot more durable and it's a, uh, it is very pretty. And it does give you that basic kind of, you know, uh, traditional style type home. So you want to, and one thing I like about stucco, say you want to change a little bit of the way the front of your home looks. Well, a little bit of stucco will add to the beauty of it and uh, kind of give it a different kind of flavoring, a uh, different kind of a flair. Uh, so it's a, it's a kind of a cheaper way that you can do yourself to kind of add some character to your home. You want to make sure though, when you do any of these different types of siding of any of this, now, usually brick and stone is allowed in about any subdivision, but sometimes some of our subdivisions, they don't allow stucco or EFIS or some of these other building products because, like I said, they want everything to kind of look the same. Kind of goes with roofing, too. They only allow certain roofs, so everybody kind of looks the same. That sounds like kind of a uh, thing that's not so good. But, you know, if you got a neighbor that puts up something wild on his house, you don't want that. So I'm not disagreeing with why subdivisions may have that as, a, as an issue. But just think about that whenever you're putting any kind of siding or material onto the home. So, so but anyway, it's, it's one thing about one thing about stucco. What I do really like it's easy, you know, we talk about having the cracks. It's easy to repair. It's, you know, so, and it's something you could do yourself. It's decorative and, uh, you know, it is heavy. It weighs about 10 pounds per square foot. Uh, but it, like I say, it, when, when it's damaged, traditional stucco requires remediation. Can't just do a piece of it. It's going to have to do pretty much the wall. It's prone to cracking as well as water damage. You know, if you get water behind it and, uh, you know, we do see stucco has a, is susceptible to buckling in extreme weather. So you know, it's kind of a high maintenance in different parts of our country where EFIS, EFIS is kind of the best of that. So if it's a choice between EFIS and stucco, I choose to have EFIS. I think it's a better long lasting material. It's got more advantages than our traditional stucco. It does take a little more skill level to install it. Uh, but these are opinions you know, I know different people have different thoughts on it. But anyway, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that you've enjoyed our show today. 
we're going to go to part two. Uh, that's going to be some of our other types of materials out there. We got, we got cement board, we got aluminum siding, we got vinyl siding, we got wood siding. So we're going to hit some of them on the next radio show. I hope that you join us in on that one. And I'm hoping that we can all get it all in in two different programs because there is just wildly too many different types of, I don't know if it's too many, but it is blind, mind blowing all the different systems. So when you apply this to your home, any kind of siding. No, it's just like your windows. It's the beauty of the home. It is what makes your home stand out or make it look really ugly. One or the other. You choose. Well, folks, thank you for listening to our show. Give us a call. If you ever have any kind of inspection issues or, or quality issues or any thoughts or concerns about what you may have, call Galloway Building Services and I gave you my cell phone number at the beginning, but I'll give you the office number here once again. It is 636-394-3112. My name is Troy Galloway. I'm the owner of the company, and I am really happy to share this with you. I send my blessings to you all, and I'm going to throw out a cheap plug to a good friend of mine who's doing our producing, Joseph. Joey, Joey, thank you so much for being with us this year. You've been a great asset and I really enjoy working with you. And folks, once again, he didn't pay for this plug, but if you ever need anybody to do any podcast or anything kind of video and for you, give him a call. Hey, I'll give you his phone number, even if he don't want you to know it. All righty. Thank you, folks. Have a great day. Sponsored by Troy Galloway and Galloway Building Services, your top choice for professional home inspections in the St. Louis area. GallowayBuildingServices.com. Bye.